again, everybody. It is time for the Mainland Podcast. Uh, we're going to call this one episode number 142B, because uh, last week there was uh, a recording, but there was no show, because the recording did not come out. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I know that technology is very strange, but every time I talked, my co-host talked before I stopped finish, you know, stopped talking, and then, uh, then when he stopped talking, there was this long delay. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, so. it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm Michael Citro. I'm the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. You have found The Mainland Podcast somehow by some uh, strange twist of fate. Uh, we are the <laughs> we are the site on SB Nation that covers Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, Orlando City B. And um, we just crank out uh, article after article from our factory of sadness. Joining me... David Rowe up in Tallahassee. How are you, Dave? Um, pretty good. To be fair, I didn't actually talk over you. The technology just made it think that I did. Right. You didn't talk over me. The recording had you talking over me. The way it it's came very out strange. Was, it, I have never been doing this for years, and I've been recording it the same way. I've never, ever seen that happen. I have no idea how that would even happen, but... Um, and you and I have done 70-something podcasts together on all the same equipment, yeah, I, and it's never I mean, happened. We've had shows that have had some technical issues that we couldn't post before, but nothing like this. This was this was crazy. So I knew we were in for a bad time, um, and <laughs> boy, were we. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, Phil Collins' second album, uh, Hello, I Must Be Going, the name of that album, because it had a hit song on it called... I don't care anymore. I'm familiar with that song and with the sentiment. And it sure looked like the Lions don't care anymore on Sunday at Toyota Park, Dave, as um, I don't know what we saw, but it wasn't soccer, at least not from the visiting side. It was, um, you know, it was just unacceptable. It was um, embarrassing as a, a fan of Orlando City, as a a resident of the city of Orlando, it was completely substandard in every way. And I don't get mad when my team loses necessarily, but I do get mad when my team doesn't look like it wants to even participate. And that's how I saw the game Sunday. You know, the only positive I can take from Sunday is I went paddling on the Swanee and we were late getting out. And so I was driving home and didn't actually have to visually watch that travesty that happened in Chicago. So I'm sure you watched uh, the replay because yes, you were yes, you a, a diehard fan and you had to prepare for this podcast. I watched the truncated version because <laughs> I'm not I'm not a mass I'm, I'm not a sadist. So all you really have to do is go to mlssoccer.com and uh, click on the match page and watch the highlights and watch Chicago's yeah. four goals. That's really all you need to see in this game because nothing happened in this game besides those four goals and Dom Dwyer getting in behind and hitting the goalkeeper in the chest on a one V one situation uh, with Orlando's really only good scoring chance of the game. Uh, there were a couple half chances on some header attempts that were wide, um, but it was ugly and there's really nothing even to say about this game other than, the commentary of the game was probably more interesting than the game itself. The the broadcast was on uh, Fox Sports 1, 
if you were not watching the television broadcast, the national TV broadcast, and only like listened to it on the radio or watched on uh, YouTube TV or whatever, you didn't get to see, or on Fox Sports Go, maybe it was Fox Sports Go, maybe they still had the same uh, announcers, but you didn't get to, if, if you didn't get to hear John Strong and Stu Holden, basically it was 15 minutes into the game, both of them had lost interest in the game completely because it was clear what was going to happen. It was, the, Orlando was already behind. Um, they almost gave up a goal in the second minute, did give up a goal in the third minute. Um, and it was just an abomination, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, but beyond losing the game, because again, teams lose games every some, you know, there's always a winner or a loser unless it's a draw. You know, obviously most sports don't have draws, but soccer does, but it's, you know, we've seen this team lose a lot of games, but I haven't seen a lot of games where 15 minutes into the game, I didn't want to watch it anymore. And that has never happened, you know, going all the way back to the USL days of the early USL days. I've never felt that way about this club. I've never felt that way about any of my teams really, but it was on full display on Sunday and, you know, I wrote a column about it. It's just not acceptable to the fans who tra- – there were a, a sizable group that traveled to that game that had to watch that, that paid a lot of money out of their own pocket to go there. Um, it was disrespectful to the staff that works hard to sell tickets and advertising for, for people to come and see these guys play. And, you know, I, I'm sure that there, there were some – there were some – guys out there that you could tell they were trying. I mean, Dom did his normal work rate uh, pretty much. I mean, he was, I mean, even when the team was down four, nothing with 15 minutes to play, you know, he was working his tail off just to win a corner kick or just to win a free kick near the area. Right. Chris, yeah. uh, Chris Mueller came in off the bench and he put in his normal work rate. Um, you know, Spectre looks like he cares. And other than that, I could not pick out one guy and said, that guy definitely worked his tail off. Uh, throughout the 90 minutes. I could not pick a single person that didn't coast at times, ball watch at times, uh, look like they weren't even, you know, I mean, if, if those guys took their shirts off, laid down to get a suntan, it would not have been out of place in that game. You know, it's, we have said many times over this season, including many losses where the positive we could point to was that the team didn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they may have been losing, but you know, you could tell the effort was there. They were trying. Um, they wanted. They still wanted to win, or they, you know, they wanted to draw, or they at least wanted to make a good showing of it. And that failed to happen this time. And and like you said, it's it's unforgivable. Um, what amazes me is these guys are guys who. Even if they think they're not going to play for us next year for whatever reason, aren't they trying to get a job someplace else? Wouldn't they want tape of them, you know, hustling and doing well? That's what I don't get. Um, Even if you're not playing for this job, surely you're playing for a job. And I don't understand. I guess some guys figure they can catch on somewhere else. They're not too worried about it. But uh, certainly it affects the bottom line. Somebody going to offer you a bunch of money when they've seen this kind of effort? Probably not as much. Um, You know, there's always somebody with a little bit more ego that says, well, yeah, we'll bring him in here, whip him him into shape. He'll he'll work for like somebody like Peter Vermees. I could see saying, you know, I could take this guy and he'll he'll work hard for me. Um, But, you know, it was bad it was bad to watch it was i felt really bad for james o'connor um 
I felt bad for John Strong and Stu Holden, who continued throughout the first half, talked about how the team had quit. The team had quit the season, had given up. Uh, there was talk about how Stu Holden had talked to players who said other players who are on contract for next year and aren't worried about their spot uh, don't care anymore. Uh, that's not something you want to hear. You don't want to hear about a divided locker room. You don't want to hear guys. Yeah. You, I mean, no names were given. You don't want to hear guys throwing other guys under the bus on the same team. Um, it was it was embarrassing. Uh, the whole the whole broadcast was embarrassing. At one point in the second half, John Strong was talking about the shadows on the field and said, there's one patch uh, of field that's not covered. It's bright sunshine. And we'll show that to you if and when. Orlando City gets into the attacking third. Now, is that the kind of thing you want to hear about your team when you're watching a broadcast? Uh, no, and it's it's bad enough that most of the time, um, at least for me, because I, I watch streaming or on the on the apps, um, I have to hear the opponent's um, call team, you know, rather than and the Orlando City, you know, uh, call team. So it's. It's bad enough for that. But then you have a national one and then national guys are calling you out. That's just it's I, I keep going back to, you know, like you said, it, it's unforgivable. There's these guys at the end of the day are paid to go play soccer and they currently are paid to go play for Orlando City. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to do that, make way. And, and I guess James O'Connor, I feel like. Uh, with all I'm reading, maybe it's he's sticking people out there and he's seeing who is going to fight because he mentioned when he got here that he wants, he wants the people that have heart. He wants the people that try. He, and I think he would rather have, I think he would rather have a guy who is going to give his all and not be a big name, but, you know, but work for the team than a big name. And I'm not necessarily saying it was a big name person that didn't do something, but I I, I feel like that's uh, that's his mentality, and that's that's how he's won, you know, that's how he won at Louisville City. So mm-hmm. it's um, I if just because somebody's under contract, I you, you may be guaranteed monies and this and that, but that doesn't mean that you can't be uh, you know dealt uh, you know with your contract. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't even bear really talking too much about the, the play-by-play or how the goals happened. It was, you know, all kinds of ways, mostly poor defending, mostly um, giveaways. And, you know, it, it was just – it's bad to see that. And it's bad to see veteran players that don't care because you want guys like Pierre De Silva and you want guys like Chris Mueller when they get on the pitch. You want them to have the right – role models and they don't have them apparently evidently they are the role models <laughs> so anyway i'm going to give my man of the match to chris mueller because he didn't screw up too much and he played hard the whole time he was out there uh, yeah um I'll, I'll give it to the youngster as well uh once again it, it, despite you know people were pointing maybe to a little bit of lack of productivity after that stretch but let's be fair nobody's producing at least he's trying yeah i mean and... he's not he's he, i mean you always have to go into a season with any rookie thinking at some point they're going to hit the wall and things are going to just kind of unravel. They're going to be kind of, they don't even realize how, what the toll is on their body, but they're going to, they're going to go into the off season. They're going to have a full off season program given to them by the coaching staff, by the training staff. And he'll come back next year, go through preseason. And, you know, then he'll have an idea of what to expect over the course of a grueling 34 match season. 
Yeah, and I fully expect him going forward. I think he was a fantastic pick, and you guys can go back and listen to the very beginning, and I said it at the time. I think he was a fantastic pick. I think he's going to be a great uh, Orlando City player um, you know, in the coming years, and I think we saw glimpses of that, especially early, but like you said, they're going to they're gonna hit that wall. But even when he hit the wall, and even he didn't, he never, ever let the lack of production get him down. Yeah. You never. I mean, his attitude has been 100%, you know, full go the entire time. And, and I greatly respect that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was another loss. And Orlando, congratulations, found its way to the bottom of the table. Finally, uh, the team that was in. Still above the playoff line when Jason Christ was fired. <laughs> now has won one game in the last 18, has lost 11 consecutive road games, franchise record. And, um, you know, there's really nothing else to say. They're playing out the string. They got three more at home. I don't know how full the stadium's going to be after watching what we saw on Sunday. Um, you know, why would people spend all their money, come down, pay to park, pay to eat? Um, you know, buy tickets, all of that. Uh, why would you do it if you're going to look at that? I mean, it has to be better than that. These guys got to look at themselves in the mirror and say, I'm a professional soccer player. I should give more than this. It's, it's one thing to come out flat and be trying, but just kind of ha- not have your edge or not have not have the, the energy in your body or whatever. But you, you can tell when a team is trying and you can tell when a team is not trying and I mean, you, you saw it on Sunday, jogging, um, pretty much uh, losing every 50-50 battle. Uh, it, it was just sad. And we've said it before, we're fans. Yeah. We're supporters. It's just like when anybody listening is watching that match and it's painful for you. It is painful for us. And, and then you add in that we then have to talk about it, write about it afterwards. Um, and I'm not saying that it's any more painful doing that, but it's just one, it's, it's another brick in the wall, you know? And uh, I'm, I believe that James O'Connor will turn this around. I don't think it'll be this season, and I don't think it'll be his fault. Um, I think that he'll work on, He'll find the guys that, that want to work with him and, and want to work hard, and those are the guys that we'll see. And I think we'll see the other guys gone. And O'Connor will go and he'll get people in that, you know, he wants. They said, oh, these are, we believe these players are going to get us to the, <laughs> to the playoffs. That ain't happening. Um, and I don't know how much any of us really believe that at the time. But, you know, we said, okay, fine. And now, um, hopefully, uh you know, Flavio and the rest go, all right, James, what kind of guys do you want? And if we get the kind of guys that, because we, we know his intensity, if we get the kind of guys, kind of guys that he likes, I don't think we would see that same type of thing happen. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I called it when they fired Jason Christ, there's going to be another overhaul. It was just inevitable. And this this goes to show that it doesn't matter who the coach is, when the change is made, Oftentimes, there has to be some kind of substantial turnover, whether it's because they want to play a different system or whether it's because they want guys with a different kind of attitude or maybe they want to go younger or maybe they want to get, you know, more experience in. It's there's always something. And, you know, not every team overhauls, you know, 
a huge amount of the team because you can only do so much in a transfer window. Usually if right. you bring in five new guys, I mean, last year it was probably the biggest transfer window swing I've ever seen for, for a team. And that was Orlando city bringing in, you know, Merrim and question and Coleman and all these guys, uh, Sané and Tarek and El Munir. I mean, that was a sizable influx of new faces and you're going to see probably something similar this off season, but it's, um, you know, at some point you have to look and point a finger at the front office to say, this is how badly you messed up on the character guys that you went out and said you got in the, you know, in the off season, you said these yeah. were guys from winning programs, knew how to win. They were great leaders. Uh, we, we heard a lot in the preseason about the leadership group on this team, didn't we? About from Jason Christ and, and from uh, the front office. These are good leaders, uh, great attitude. They're going to they're going to lead the locker room. And I don't know if they just got too many of these guys and they're all at odds. I don't I can't even put my finger on it because some of the guys who are complaining in the media about other guys checking out, they look checked out during the game. Yeah, and one of the guys that was brought in to supposedly be a leader isn't even with the club. Exactly. Uh, but So th you have to look at the front office and say this is an epic failure on your part, not only to miss this badly, but then to double down on it in the midseason and say, yeah, we're not going to make many moves. We're only going to bring in an O'Neill and a, you know, and an Asquez, and that's all we're going to do because we think that they can make the playoffs with this roster. And... You know, I think Nikki and, and Alex Leitao have a lot to answer for for this season because there's no reason for this roster to be where it is today. It's unthinkable. We we had Paul Tenorio on the show before the season, and he thought Orlando City would make the playoffs. He thought they would be battling anywhere from fourth to seventh place. Yeah. And it's way worse than that. Oh, so much worse than that. And it's going to get worse Still, because this team almost, almost assuredly will set a new record for most goals allowed in an MLS season. Oh, without a doubt. Are there four away? Is that right? I believe four or six. I can't remember, but yeah, it's yeah, it's four to tie or something like five to to get the record, something like that. But yeah, it's 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 close, people. It's going to happen. So um, we will move on. We'll talk about the upcoming match at home against the Houston Dynamo in just a bit. A team that. Uh, uh, Orlando City has beaten once in Houston, drawn here, and then got killed in Houston last year. Um, turn our attention to the Orlando Pride. And, um, of course, we said this on the air, but it didn't air because the stupid podcast was too garbled, <laughs> that if Tom Sermani could make it through last Friday, he'd probably be okay. Well, he didn't make it through last Friday, Dave. The team... Mm. Nope. Announcing that it has uh, mutually agreed to part ways with Tom Sermani, which is code for we fired his ass. Um, it's not very good code. It's not very hidden code or secret or anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's there. There's maybe been one or two mutual actual mutual partings of the ways with a coach and a team in the history of existence. And this is probably not one of them. But um... no, but to to Tom's credit, um, you know, he's he's heading off into whatever he's going to do next with the class that we would expect from him. Um, I mean, he's been nothing but positive about his time with the pride mm -hmm. uh, and the players and, and which doesn't surprise me in the least. So, I mean, uh, I know that 
as we spoke last week and nobody heard, you know, we both hoped that he would stay. Um, that isn't the case. Um, you know, you talked about a, a turnover at uh, Orlando City. Well, guess what's going to happen when you bring a new coach into the pride? Yeah, and we talked a lot about that last week. We talked about the fact that the the pride probably needs to need to shed some internationals this year um, because of the, the long World Cup break. Um, where they're going to be without some key players, and as it is, the way that the way that Jill Ellis calls in players early for any major tournaments uh, run up, um, that would mean probably Ashlyn Harris and Alex Morgan being gone for a good two months next year, uh, if not longer. And you know, you're kind of back to the Pride's first year when they it was in an Olympic year and they were missing players mm-hmm. for a long time, and they went on that long losing streak this year. Um, you know, they've got Australians, they've got Brazilians, they've got Americans, and all of those teams are going to be in the World Cup. So oh, yeah. uh, they need to shed some some players there. So there's going to be some turnover on that end. Um, Sermani was a good steward of the club for three years. He's you know He leaves with the class that he had while he was uh, head coach, and we will miss talking to him, obviously. Yeah, uh, selfishly on our part, but uh, we we will miss that. But here's the thing: is that this team hasn't, this club has not learned yet that continuity is something that you know needs to be given a chance. Um, quick trigger on the Lions side um, this year. I think if I think if Sermani had made the playoffs, they he he wouldn't have been let go, and no. he was let go. So it's tell, what it's basically saying is the toughest. Toughest women's league in the world, and if you finish uh, out of the playoffs, we're, it's not good enough. Uh, it's now seventh out of ninth is not good considering the roster he had, but there's more to failure than coaching as we've seen on the men's side. Everybody told us all they got to do is get rid of Jason Christ, and this thing's, this thing's going to turn around and take off. Hashtag um, fire Christ. Uh, we were told Adrian Heath was the problem. We were told that Jason Christ was the problem. <laughs> Ain't been nothing but getting worse ever since. So changing the coach, as we've seen at Orlando, is not a cure-all. It's it's something that makes a good chunk of the fan base happy because they go, oh, look, they're doing something to change this. Because I didn't agree with some of the stuff this guy was doing. So it's obviously – he's obviously got to go. He's the problem because it couldn't possibly be that Alex Morgan and Ashlyn Harris aren't playing great. It couldn't possibly be that – we signed a, 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 an international midfielder from Australia that didn't do much all year or that a defender from Australia came in this year and had a really statistically bad year. Um, there are other issues. There are, you know, there were injuries. Uh, Sidney LaRue was injured part of the year. Alex Morgan had a couple of uh, missed some games due to injury. Uh, they each missed games because of international duty. There were th- uh, you you had the Brazilians and Australians miss basically the whole first month at a, a time when I think it can't be understated how important that is to a team gelling and a team coming together as a group. And they never looked cohesive this year. And maybe that's because a big chunk of their players were not here for the first month. Yeah. But Michael, you have to understand that uh, there has to be one easily fixable thing that cures Everything. Yeah, single point of failure is what they call it. Uh... <laughs> and 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 if it's not that, well, then uh, my entire worldview is completely shaken. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous to assume so. But if you go online and read things, that's evidently what 
it should be. Um, of course, it's not that way. Like you said, there was multitudes of problems. Heck, uh, the production out of uh, Alex Morgan and, and Marta was not up to the level of last year. Well, guess what? If you don't score as many goals, you're not going to do as well. Right. And uh, they they had a number of results that could have been better with just one more goal scored. Exactly. So uh, anyway, it is what it is. Tom is gone. Uh, we probably won't see a hiring till I'm guessing after the MLS season. Um, maybe maybe even deep into the winter. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's anybody's guess where they'll go for the next coach. I don't know how much they're going to spend. Um, I, you know, I don't know what they're budgeting for it. I don't I haven't heard any names yet. Um, but um, you know, the the bottom line is the pride will be starting over and. Um, you know, in some respects, they'll they'll probably keep a, a good core of players. I would think that, you know, there's there's a lot of players still in the plan for this team. I would say somebody like Rachel Hill will certainly be in the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney LaRue is probably not going anywhere as long as Dom is here, just because um, I would expect Sydney's next move to be to retire rather yeah. than uh, rather than go to another city. And, um, you know, she's at least a player that's not in the international plans anymore for the u.s so she's not going to be gone on international duty i think ali krieger will play as long as they'll let her play mm-hmm. um so other than that i don't know who will be here and who won't be here i know there's some players that i would rather not be here because they, <laughs> they're the way they play drove me crazy um but uh you know honestly um it, it's it's been like the summer of darkness in orlando for soccer yeah, it's it's not been at all even remotely pretty. Uh, uh, those listeners who also read my stuff know I do the good, bad, and the ugly. It's it's always really easy to come up with the bad and the ugly. It's been a little bit hard to come up with the good recently. Yeah, recently being 2018. <laughs> <laughs> that six-game winning streak, club record, uh, that was good. seems that was good. so long ago. Right, was that this season? It doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I mean, when you back up a six-game winning streak with a nine-game losing streak, it pretty much uh, erases it from your brain, kind of. Um, anyway, uh, that's it. That's really all we want to say about it, Sermani. Um yeah, we, other than other than thank you, Tom. Yes, we, we wish Tom the best uh, in his next endeavor. Um, you know, he doesn't have to coach anymore. He could retire and have some fun, go play trivia games at the bars like he likes to do. Whatever he does, just keep posting the uh, the emoji things or the um, bitmoji, the Tom bitmoji stuff on his Twitter. Yeah, because it's fantastic. It's yeah, it's fun. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, we don't have a guest this week because I don't care anymore. Wow. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to talk. No, anyway. Nobody wants to talk to us. Um, we could have probably got somebody on from the Houston blog. I just didn't, couldn't muster the energy to even send an email uh, because and it's just. Been what are we going to talk about? How bad? How badly they're going to beat us? Yeah, like, what's your prediction for the game? Oh, I don't know. We're having a bad season. I say it's going to be two-two draw. No, you're going to win by four. Yeah, you know? sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> you are selling your team short. Um, yeah, it's 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 been bad. So no no guess. We could probably try to reconstruct last week's mailbag. I haven't seen any this week. Yeah, why not? Those people put in the time and the effort. They deserve it. Yeah, Rich Ransom, I remember, asked us a question that we definitely uh, answered. But, of course, the the 
technical difficulties kept us from, uh, kept us from posting the show. Uh, Rich Ransom wanted to know about the uh, Montverde um, facilities, the academy facilities out there. And I remember saying, you know, we don't know. We haven't been out there. We hear they're nice. We, we, <laughs> we, I was going to say, we posited that they were probably nicer than your regular high school and not as the 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 question was is it where does it fall between like a high school field and an mls stadium right. and we're like nowhere near an mls stadium yeah not the not most the, likely not better the, than a high school not the field itself the the facilities the, the training facilities, facilities yeah and i would say they probably have like small college level yeah that, that, that would be fair to say and which which for that level of soccer is fantastic yeah so thanks Rich, for that question. I know we had other questions. Uh, I'm going to just kind of babble while I look for them. Um, I know that you could you could go and read my uh, article about how that wasn't uh, that that performance was on uh, something that you know the fans deserve better than. I, I it was very cathartic of me for. <laughs> it's very cathartic. I'm glad it made you feel better. Those of us who read it, I mean it it you did speak to a lot of uh, of what we were also thinking. So, I mean, you know, kind of a thank you for that, but, um, it's, uh, yeah. I, and my, uh, I, I write my article tomorrow for Thursday and I'm, I'm doing, a, a, I'm, I'm stepping off to the side of what he's doing, you know, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of that myself, a little bit of, uh, letting some of it, uh, out. Yeah. Uh, you might see that you might see that from quite a few of us on the mainland, uh, over the next week or so. Yeah, um, Lee Gavlik wrote to us last week and uh, asked us, after a very disappointing season, what's the biggest off-season need for the Pride in your estimation? I think I said that the Pride needs toughness and speed. Those are two things that this team needs is, is more speed, especially in the midfield uh, and on the back line. And toughness, especially on the back line, but also in the attacking third. There just needs to be a tougher, um, more hard-nosed mentality. Well, given uh, new information, I'm also going to say a coach. Yes, that would be helpful. Yes, I, I think will, that, that, um, that would probably be the biggest thing that they do. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll just go down to the stadium and hold up a sign that says, We'll coach for food. <laughs> we'll coach the pride for food. You know, they'll, they'll probably come out and offer you a discount on stadium food. Yeah, like 10%. Right, ten percent on the on these select items, from the uh, pretzel to the hot dog, and not including beer. Yes, definitely not including beer. Come on, that's not. Including. Um, you can drink water out of the hose. That's right. <laughs> I'm not saying the team is cheap. I'm not saying. Um. um uh, so looking on Twitter, um, I've got the one another one that we had answered last week that nobody heard which was from luke's 29 oh yeah um did he use the it was did he use the force (laughs) yes uh these this was not the podcast he was looking for no um it says (laughs) podcast anybody's looking for this week (laughs) last week they were looking and they couldn't find it they were looking they couldn't find it this week they're like yeah i don't care i'll be i'll be happy if we get like you know five people that listen all right, and that, that includes my girlfriend. Um, if we have given up using offensive linebacker or linebackers, left backs, uh, for example, Spectre, uh, then why can't Donnie Toya play? He was much more solid defensively than Elmo and PC. 
Yeah, I remember this question. I remember saying, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Spectre was a fullback um, in England. And, yeah. you know, it's he's not a pacey fullback, but he's still a good fullback in terms of positioning and reading the play. But I think we talked about last week how he's a better fullback when he's playing with somebody like Yoshi and somebody like El Munir, like he was, well if they really cared on Sunday, like he was like, he had the right personnel next to him. Um, yeah. but that's what he needs to be with. He needs to, he needs to not be in the attack. He's more effective if he sneaks up every once in a while, while all the attention's on the other side of the pitch and you get a quick reversal, uh, switch, switch the attacking point when he can sneak in behind. He did that once or twice over the last couple games. Um, I don't think that the team needs necessarily an offensive left back. I don't think that James O'Connor is certainly Jason Christ, like the offensive minded, uh, fullbacks. I think that J James O'Connor is okay with having one attack minded fullback, but he basically wants to get everything off the, off turnovers, off possession. Um, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be quick strikes. It just needs to be, um, you know, we're going to take care of our end and we're going to, we're going to score, off of uh, you know taking the ball away. The other thing we mentioned was that um, Spectre, of course, is a wily veteran. So you know if he's out there and he's able to make good decisions, even if he's not as fast, that can be helpful. Add into that that um, you know Donnie, you know as much as we might like him as a person, there's a reason that he wasn't on the field or even in the 18 at some point, mm -hmm. uh, James, James O'Connor took a look at him and decided, okay, yeah, that's, you're, you're not going to give me what I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, we also mentioned that the pairing of, uh, uh, O'Neill and, um, Asquez, uh, seemed at least when we were talking last week, seemed to be working fairly well. And, uh, that would be a reason to not have Spectre in the center and, and allow him to drift out to the left. Right. He's looking for a partnership in the middle that works well and has chemistry and you have to give guys games to do that. So he gave O'Neill and Asquez a second game and then a third game together. And honestly, um, their second game together was a pretty effective game. Only give up one goal. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but the, the, the next game, uh, Asquez actually fell asleep, uh, on the, a set piece gave up a goal. I thought O'Neill played okay until he was taken off at halftime uh, and they changed shape. They moved Specter back inside and, uh, and moved Elmo near back. But um, yeah, I, thanks Luke's for the question. It's um, it's still a search for the left back. I don't, we're not going to find it this year. There's still a search going on. <laughs> we're not going to find anything this year. We might, <laughs> might not even find another win this year. I'm not trying to be facetious. I just no, don't see, I don't, unless this team really does, I mean, they talked about before the game about playing for pride, playing for the supporters. They didn't show any of that on Sunday. If they actually do that and put their mind to it, they could win a game. I mean, they've they've played well enough to win games in not that long ago. I mean, they put in a great effort at Columbus, a really good effort at D.C. United under tough circumstances. Um, and they've had other opportunities to, to take games, but didn't finish chances. I mean, even the even the Kansas City game, they had two really excellent one v one chances for Dom. He didn't score on either of them, and they only gave up one goal. Yeah. So even as recently as Kansas City, they looked like they wanted to win a game. You know, I would be perfectly happy if 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 we didn't win another game the rest of the season. But James O'Connor put out the guys who want to be on the field and try hard, even if even if we lose, if 
we don't have a game like that. If we can look at it and go, yes, we lost, but guys were trying. I will take it at this point. I will take the guy, and I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're young, old, whatever. If you want to try and you want to play for the purple, get out there. And otherwise, you can sit, as far as I'm concerned. Dave has spoken. We got any other questions Thus, that we missed? It is spoken. <laughs> I'm trying. Yes, because they all listen to me. Um, let me see. Uh, da, 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 that's old. Um, unless there was something in the email. Um, uh, no, we didn't have anything else in the email, so that probably is it for our mailbag. If we should probably mention how to do this for the Yeah, I was just about to do that. that. I was going to do <laughs> that, just... and then you interrupted me, so then I didn't get well, to there's... do it. Well, you know, we could probably do it individually for the couple of people that are listening. So you want to do it two ways. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter account is at the mainland. M-A-N-E, not M-A-I-N. The mainland. With the little at symbol, the mainland. And uh, hit us up with the hashtag, AskTMLPC. And you could also email us. And you do that by hitting us up at themainland at gmail.com. Same spelling, M-A-N-E, not M-A-I-N. That's how you will reach us. And you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be about soccer because we don't want to be depressed anymore. No, we would love to talk about almost anything else right now. I would answer any question about why the hell Donald Glover didn't win the Emmy for Atlanta. Yeah, that's just wrong. What's I up mean, with that? I mean, I think that, um, you know, I think that uh, Bill Hader did great as Barry. Uh, sure. But I don't think, you know, the show was very enjoyable. He was great as Barry, but come on. I mean,. Donald Glover was the next level this season. Not, Donald Glover, yeah, well, he's next level, period. I mean, he's he's probably one of the most talented guys out there. Forget, I mean, actor, singer, performer, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm sure he does the producing and directing on a oh, bunch yeah. of his stuff. He does, too. He yeah, he directs and produ- yeah. produces Atlanta, yep. So, I mean, and, and not just Atlanta, but probably his, uh, his videos. He probably is involved in the choreography. I mean, this guy is incredibly talented and uh deserves some recognition Ooh, i thought of something else that we could have talked about we couldn't t- can't talk about that anymore because that was a fictitious question that no one asked us anything okay well what it could have <laughs> been and it wouldn't have been last week because it only dropped today but did you see the new captain marvel uh trailer i did and i'm looking forward to seeing it and I I just want it to be a good movie. I don't I'm not really into I don't care if it's if it's important for women. I don't care if it's you know a a statement on feminism. I, I don't really care about any of that stuff. I just want it to be an enjoyable movie. I don't care about the deeper meaning behind it. It's a superhero movie. I don't care. I just want it to be a good movie. The other thing I'm looking forward to is because uh, they're pretty much uh, what's going on with this character on Marvel's Agents of Shield is I want to see more backstory of Phil Coulson, and we're going to get a little bit more uh, background on him uh, in this movie. It's not going to take away from the main story, I'm sure. No. Young Phil Coulson with hair and uh, no eye patch, uh, Sam Jackson. So, lots of goodiness. Nick Fury with two good eyeballs. Well, at least to start the film. Well, I'm saying it's going to be in the movie. Well, yes, it is in the movie. I'm just, I'm thinking that he's got to lose the eye in the movie, right? I don't know. I don't know how far back this is uh, is going in terms of that. I know that um, the cool thing about the trailer is uh, her crashing into a blockbuster video because it's been yeah. so long since I've seen one of those. 
There's, there's, as far as I know, there's one left, and it's in Alaska. Kids, you used to have to go to a store to get movies to watch. You couldn't just stream things. There was no Netflix. Wait, kids, there used to be things called VHS tapes. They weren't even – so they were big, clunky things. You had to rewind them before you took them back to the store. I understand that rewind is the left button on Be your kind, uh, digital rewind. stuff. rewind. <laughs> this is how badly we've wanted to talk about something else other than Orlando City. All right. Well, we've put this off long enough. We've already been doing this for 40 minutes, and we said we just didn't care. So we've already been at this too long. So let's talk about Orlando City against the Houston Dynamo. Your key matchups and score prediction, David Rowe. Uh, key matchup is anybody on the field caring. Um, because I don't think we're going to win anyway. Um, but if anybody who's willing to play for personal pride, for uh, club pride, for city pride, um, or uh, for the fans, I don't care. If... If those guys are out there and show up, um, I like I mentioned earlier, I will feel okay about it, even though we lose, and we will lose. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three nil. Okay, so not man versus man or man versus nature, but man versus self. Man versus self, indeed. This is the plot line that uh, Dave is going at. Um, Yes, I will say the key matchup is Orlando City versus Apathy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That uh, that is an accurate uh, and a legitimate legitimate key matchup because it really doesn't matter who lines up where or does what if the team doesn't care if they come out like they did Sunday it's not going to be pretty I'm going to say three to one I'm going to be optimistic and say the home team the home fans get to see a goal whoever shows up for this thing on (laughs) Sunday and I'm I'm not trying to dissuade people from going I just uh, I just don't see how anyone would pay money to go see what what we saw on Sunday Um, I expect that uh, they've probably been uh, chastised. I, I know. Uh, I've heard that some some of the, the club brass were out at training, and um, probably reiterating that um, you know even if you don't want to be here, you do want to be somewhere, and um, it's probably a good idea to try. Yeah, and we're still paying you, so. Yeah. So I expect a, maybe a little bit of a bounce back. I would like to see. I would like to really see Dom get off the schneid. I mean, he's had three 1v1s in two games and hasn't scored on any of them. One so, would think that the odds would favor him getting one through. You're correct. May but... the odds be ever in Dom's favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been that kind of week. People, people never get our references. That's, for, that's the problem. Well, come on. It's freaking, uh, you know... <laughs> Hunger Games, you've got to remember Hunger Games. It's not that old. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, and, you know, the adults, now, the young adults now saw it when they were, you know, teenagers or whatever, so. That's that's true. That's true. <clears throat> Who wouldn't have wanted to go see Jennifer Lawrence? I certainly did. Okay. All right, so those are our key matchups and our predictions for Houston <laughs> at, Can- at Orlando City. I was. I, I don't think anybody's very surprised by our predictions this week. Nah, they might be surprised they weren't more lopsided. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it's now become more, you know, we said it earlier when they were going through the long losing streak, you know, show me you can win before I pick you to win. Now it's 
show me you can show up before I pick you to show up. Yeah, show me you can score a goal before we give you a goal. Or just you, you have to show me that you can put in any kind of effort because goals require effort. Yes. And yes, they do. So anyway, that's that's our show, 142B, if it came out. If it's not all garbled like it was last week. You will and be if it is, Michael will probably implode. If it is, we're going to re-record it until we damn Because it was well short it enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was short enough that we could actually do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's going to do it for episode 142B. We didn't get any new five-star reviews. I mean, because no one's listening anymore. Nobody's listening right <laughs> yeah. now, exactly. Um, but if you are listening, please send us an email and, and ask us anything, and that way we at least know that somebody listened. It would be nice to know somebody out there wants to hear us. Um, I know that there are plenty of people who have said in the past that um, we we have a good humor about our, um, the club, even when things are going bad, or we kind of pick them up because – um, you know, when they're feeling bad, that we, we they can commiserate with us, and that's good. That's what we, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're here for. So what, we're doing that for each other. So yeah. it's it, I'm glad it's a byproduct that we can do it for them. It's not a podcast. It's a support group. <laughs> that's what it is. So tell your friends. Come to group therapy. That's right. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five star review. Write some nice things. We'll read it on the air, and at least then in your lifetime you'll have something that you can say. Hey, look. They, you know, they read my thing on the air and, you know, it, it'll be cool. You can brag and about it's, it. It's the internet. It'll be there forever. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, uh, please read our stuff at the mainland.com. Um, we uh, will have some uh, season and review stuff for the pride coming out, uh, of course. And, um, you know, many, many, many eulogies uh, for this season for Orlando city coming up in the next uh, yeah. six weeks. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was it was a crappy crappy birthday present for me. I turned uh, I'm not even gonna say I turned older. Well, <laughs> I turned older on Friday, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't it was not great, Bob. <laughs> no, it was not great. And and although I did, uh, I wished you uh, a happy birthday in our internal chat. Happy belated birthday from the podcast, sir. Well, thank you. My my, I'm really glad my podcast wished me a happy birthday. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't get the gift or a card or anything. Um, <laughs> nobody signed my card. There was no cake. There was no cake in the break room at Mainland Towers. Well, um, I tell you, as soon as I make it down to Orlando, you can get me a beer for my birthday, and I'll get you a beer for your birthday. All right, that that's a wash. That's kind of a wash. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I did go to a brewery on my birthday though, so that was good. I went to several. <laughs> yeah, I have no doubt, and I didn't go to enough apparently. Because <laughs> uh, I can still remember the game Sunday. Uh, anyway, that will do it. Um, again, read our stuff at themainland.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Um, follow us on Twitter. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends about us. Leave a five-star review. We'll be back to do this again next week. Yes. We are not, we're not contractually obligated. It only seems that way. It does seem like that. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll talk then and we'll hopefully do, uh, move on from 142B to 143, bypassing 142C if we can. Uh, but on behalf of David Rowe, I'm Michael Citro signing off the way I always do by saying go city and go find a coach pride. <laughs>